start recording? Well, <laughs> what's up? Well, what did it, like you wanted to record, so now we're recording. Yeah, since I went to my workout, I'm in a very powerful, energetic mood, and I thought it might be a cool idea to record right off the bat, just talking about everything that comes into our heads. And so, what are you up to? Well, it's past my bedtime. <laughs> Past your bedtime. <laughs> well, like usually I wake up really early in the morning, but you know, guess you you really wanted to do this. <laughs> I, I wanted to push through. I went to the opera yesterday. That was really cool and exciting. There was a nice play by Mozart, and the main theme is about love. And I think it's something that I. Th I think from all all of these plays, sometimes the storyline is a bit like old fashioned, but this one was, I, I kept thinking the whole day about it because, so basically the story, there are two couples and they are, um, they are happy, they are together and there's nothing wrong about the relationship they have. But then they wanted to, there is another guy called Don Alfonso, he's like a philosopher and he's trying to test them, to test their faith. So they are, uh, the men they are disguising and uh, they pretend to go into war or to, to uh, they have to go into war or so. And then when they come back in disguise, which is a bit of ridiculous, they are trying to seduce the, uh, the other partner of this uh double couple so to speak why i don't know it's just like a test because don alfonso like this philosopher guy he says okay we can uh women are not faithful that is his main point but he i think he just has this idea that there is a bad and he wants to test his friends mm -hmm. but yeah that's I what care. any healthy relationship does <laughs> yeah and uh, no but the, the thing is What I found so intriguing about it is that it's it, it, it seemed in the end to me a very modern uh, opera. Mm -hmm. Like I said, I think mainly like the old stories, uh, sometimes they're a bit old-fashioned, told in a very um, boring way, to, to, to put it plainly. But this one was really about, there's no judgment. Like in the end, uh, in the end, the couples, they find together... Uh, but you know they're like they are sowing the seeds already that there was some doubt because they actually they they were uh, seduced by the other partner which mm -hmm. is like the main plot yeah. so I think in in the way Mozart he, he put it is without judging like he just he just displays how the 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 couple is uh, how Don Alfonso makes them um uh, go into this uh, predicament right like it's it's mainly like this predicament uh, to test their faith and they were falling into this trap and i think that um in the end they come together again like they were even even uh, willing to marry the other partner so Don Alfonso, he won his bet, but yeah, you know that there is a, there is a, some doubts about like if they can come together. So there, there is an open end basically. Mm -hmm. And I think that he doesn't, what I liked about it, he doesn't judge the women or the men. 
he just he just wanted to display like how easy it is to fall into this trap of infidelity or how how much even in a in a happy relationship mm -hmm. uh, that that can happen yeah and yeah I, ke i kept thinking about the play the music was really nice and i was uh, just yeah thinking about this whole situation mm -hmm. do you have any thoughts on that like something like i i thought like w w is the woman to blame because they were accepting the bed mm -hmm. uh, they, they, they kind of like uh, were seducible by the other one or Yeah, that that's the main point of this this play. How how easy it goes. So I guess it's just like what does what does the play think of women and what is their what I guess role in society or what do you think it's trying to interpret? Yeah, that's a that's an interesting question. I mean, for an old play, so to speak, I think it is pretty modern mm -hmm. in a way that like i said there is no judgment there is no like even the play cause that i haven't mentioned cosi fantute means like everybody does it and that is something that they sing all together like pretty much in the end of the story they sing hey, cosi fantute mm -hmm. everybody's doing it but um yeah i think i also watched another play which is don giovanni which shows interestingly the other perspective Where Don, like this is the the old motif, Don Juan, who is trying to seduce the women, and you know that he's to be blamed, right? Mm -hmm. Like this is an old motif about like he's he's a rich count or so, and he can do whatever he wants, but in the end uh, he's put into hell mm -hmm. for his deeds. But this play is a bit more. Um, how do you say like ambivalent about like any judgment there's nothing you have to make up your own mind about it mm -hmm. but it's it, it makes it very modern in a way it can it it reminded me of some tv shows where there is a lot of stuff going on where you have to decide like there there's no like good or bad character if you know the circumstances mm -hmm. if you know everything around it then you will not fall or you will not judge the characters because you know that they've been through a lot and then maybe uh they you, you can understand it relate to their decision making a bit better and i think that is the main purpose of of, of a universal plot of good art where you can try to understand like the 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 psyche the motives of the the protagonist mm -hmm. yeah with these kinds of storylines i'm always very cautious because like especially for women i feel like whenever you have these storylines especially older ones but i didn't i didn't watch it so correct me if i made any like false assumptions but Usually in these cases, when you have women who are being inf um, what's the word I'm looking for? Uh, like <laughs> infidel. <laughs> infidel. Is that more about religion, infidelity, or? What? Why can't I think of the word right now? They're cheating, anyways. Yeah. Um, my brain is blanking out right now. <laughs> 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 my bad. Um, if it's the women who are cheating on the husbands, it's more of like, look at these women. These women are horrible and they're cheating on their husbands. Whereas in a lot of stories where you have 
this um a character who is sleeping with a bunch of women it's more of like oh this is just something that he does and you know boys will be boys and this is what happens Mm -hmm. but then when you have a storyline that's about women who are the ones who are um why can't i think of the word right now who are said in german i don't know the word in german said in infidelity what's the faith no no unfaithful unfaithful yeah sure yeah if you have unfaithful women it's just like yes women are the like are the ones who are ruining relationships because they're the weak ones and they're the ones who will Mm -hmm. who will cheat on their husbands and i'm always wary that this is what the story is trying to kind of portray is that do you see my interpretation of that in whatever you watched or is it something different yeah kind of i but i think that by showing that both sides are to be blamed he shows that there is a universality that transcends this um mere judgment of like one side is to be blamed because like i said the philosopher he's trying to uh put them into this difficult situation at first Mm -hmm. he's trying to do that he's also to be blamed so both sides are trying to to play the other side in a way and i think that this is uh one of the maybe like messages i didn't like he doesn't say that women are um are unfaithful more than men or something like that i think he just wanted to display something like how easy it is for for all of us to because the men are away okay that that is maybe the situation that i had to 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 clarify a bit and then there is a lot of like they don't know what to do and Mm -hmm. then at first they reject all the uh the the trials of the men that are in disguise now Mm -hmm. um but then when in the end like there is also uh, a servant and she's she's trying to say yeah it's not like yeah i i, I had so many affairs or something like that so mm-hmm. she kind of like puts these thoughts into the heads of of the other protagonists mm-hmm. of the 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 two women that are about to be uh, seduced and i think that by showing that he gives a whole more context to this whole situation where they become unfaithful mm-hmm. i don't think he, he wanted to say that women are unfaithful mm-hmm. which also makes no sense because if you watch or if you uh, look at the other operas i think that he he more he's more on the side that men are are a bit more uh inclined for for something like that and but again, I think that, yeah, that, that kept me busy a bit. And I think I was just uh, interested on what you think about that. And if, if like from a, from a, a contemporary perspective, how that uh, can relate also to women, how they think about, mm-hmm. like, this is actually a classic play. This is a classic opera. It's in the, in the standard repertory. But when you think about, like, daily situations where you... Did you encounter anything where, because you said before that women are easy to be blamed still by men because yeah you are like uh, infidel or you have you have an affair or whatever. Yeah, like um, because I'm also thinking of like, um, 
sure maybe is it yeah are the women being seduced but also do they have agency over their own actions are they the ones who are actually making these decisions for themselves to mm-hmm. be unfaithful to their husbands or is it only because they have been seduced by somebody else or because they've been persuaded by somebody else or are they taking are they evaluating their own situation and saying i'm unhappy i'm going to do this there's a difference i think in terms of what power is given or is portrayed in these women and that's something i'm always looking out for especially because i don't know i've been listening to a lot of podcasts called the bechtel cast if anybody's interested what they basically do is that they take a bunch of um movies either new or old and they kind of break down um how it represents women and is the the Be- Be- bechtel test also bechtel, yeah so it's called the bechtel cast um, but they start off with the Bechtel test, which is just checking if you have two women who, who have who have to have a name, each of them, uh-huh. and they have to talk about something that isn't men. And then you go through that. Those are the only requirements. And you have to go through this play and figure out, does this happen in the play or in the movie or whatever scenario you're talking about? Um, but yeah. It's a really good podcast if anybody's interested in but this is something that I think after mm-hmm. listening to these this is something I'm always like wondering to myself like how much um, choice are women given in this play yeah I looked up the, the Bechtel test and mm-hmm. I think it's a very good parameter for uh, movies there was a discussion also on like the role of women in uh, movies mm-hmm. also very controversial um, that I think even they are trying to establish like a, uh, like a soft rule for, for women that they should be like more uh, better portrayed in, in also Hollywood movies or TV shows and but do you know any examples of where where was it like really good or really bad? Um, so a really good one. I'm trying to remember the ones that they went through. I'm trying to remember the ones that they said didn't pass. And I think, for example, Lord of the Rings, as much uh-huh. as I love this movie, I don't think it passes. Oh yeah, make I mean Tolkien is It's all men. It's it's all men. It's a he world wrote of in men. <laughs> Yeah. But he wrote it in the trenches of the war, so that's So he gets a pass for not being feminist. No, no, no. That's not what I mean. But I think he's he's a uh, he wrote it in when was it like Law of the Rings maybe in in the 40s or so? Yeah, this is so sh- yeah, shortly after World War 1. And yeah, no, there are like I'm not saying that it's a bad movie or a bad set of film books and films but um it's just like something another angle to look at movies and evaluate whether it's representing women properly um but i don't think this was the point of what you were trying to go after you think no i think it's very interesting we can keep talking about it. i mm-hmm. i'm really into this like looking at at classic movies from a different perspective also like from western movies or something like that mm-hmm. at the Bechtel test I think it's very yeah it's it, it just shows also how society is evolving or changing and I mean there are different like stereotypes there there are different times where uh, women are portrayed like totally 
differently mm -hmm. but now like I, I think for instance about Game of Thrones where like in the end uh, there are a lot of female characters that are the main protagonists mm -hmm. and I think that for instance Daenerys or um, one of the other characters they are or Arya they are very strong female characters I would say and I think that if you go from let's say Lord of the Rings to Game of Thrones you can see how yeah society was and will will change mm -hmm. do you know anything about like the or do, do you have any other thoughts on like the the test on the Bechtel test yeah well like the Bechtel test in general is more supposed to be just um kind of like an introduction to um, to evaluate and to look at movies and whether or not they represent women properly because it's such a minimal requirement to have two two women uh -huh, with yeah. names who talk about something that isn't men and that's just kind of a way to start off the conversation but then you can go on to what um, how are they making their decisions is it because the environment is forcing them to make these decisions or are they taking their own Do they have agency? Are they the ones who are making these decisions on themselves and on their own mm -hmm. moral, I guess, compass or whatever? But yeah, I haven't listened to their podcast for a while, but I really enjoy them. I really enjoyed um, their episode on She's the Man, which is a movie that is, um, it's a modern interpretation of one of Shakespeare's works. But it's interesting, like for for instance, like Shakespeare. I think he he is what I would also say a very universal, very modern writer still, because like the female character, like, the female characters are very strong. Like think about Macbeth, or not like Claire Underwood, kind of like the the modern day Mac Lady Macbeth, or think about Ophelia and. I think they are not like they have their own personality. They have their, their own. There is no subordination, and there is no um, nothing that some of these characters really sets them so much apart from the male characters. So we can go through a lot of like old stuff, but I think. I haven't taken any notes. I don't have anything to like. I think I would have to watch them again and really break them down. Anything that you that comes to your mind where you can talk about like a, a movie that you really enjoyed and where where we we can implement the the Bechtel test. Do you know? Live. Do you know like what movie I was like heartbroken to hear about on the Bechtel cast? Which one? Amelie. Amelie. Oh yeah. Because. You basically have the main character, Amélie, uh -huh. who, I guess, like, she's this person who, she just wants everybody to be happy, and then she falls in love, and the way that she, the way that she makes him fall in love with her is by basically being creepy. <laughs> okay. I remember one, when I watched it at, like, when I was, was I in high school? Yeah, I watched it. I think I watched it in high school. And for me, it's because I really loved learning French and it was um, it was very mystical and very um, whimsical. And you mm -hmm. have this, 
you have this person who just wants to do good and she's quirky and she um yeah she just goes out of her way to do stuff for other people but I think it also encourage this kind of behavior where if you just do everything right then this person will fall in love with you aha uh-huh. okay so it's more like this it's up like you want to like you, you're depending more on the other person to like it's it's not like intrinsical motivational behavior it's more like you're just looking at the other people to like you yeah kind of um I haven't listened to this podcast for a while, so I'm like, I'm like pretty not in focus at the moment. I'll be honest with you, but yeah, do you yeah, know? like I I like the um, when you think about like theater, for instance. I watch. I was a big fan of Ibsen, and he has very he has some plays like Hedda Gabler or Nora. Or um, I forgot the other. One. I think that Ibsen, he's she, he's one of the most modern writers because he shows like how hard it was for for women to be accepted and uh, all the struggles. And I think that he will probably pass the Bechdel test. I think <laughs> because like even the plays are named after it, and I think that okay. So list the components. So the. Of the Bechdel test. Two characters, female. What are their names? I think from Nora. <laughs> It's not only Nora, but I, I forgot the other character's name, but they are a situation where they are Hedda. I think it was Hedda Gabla that I always got mixed up with them. And Hedda Gabla, she is... Yeah, she's like the main protagonist and the other one is the best Bechdel test. Well, like, I think the Bechdel test is really just a minimal requirement. It's, I think, of course, it's good to pass it, but it's but not it's like, a, huzzah, it passed the Bechdel test and now everything's okay. <laughs> yeah, but I, I remember, okay, I remember that, the Be- that I read upon it and that it was also criticized because... Some of the plays you also don't, or movies, you just remember uh, one character after a while. Like, you watch it, you like it, but then after a while you will probably not remember so much about it. Maybe one of the main characters. And the same even for, like, um, House of Cards. You know Frank Underwood and Claire, Claire, and you know some of the the other characters. But I don't know. Like, yeah, it's it's just like too formal about like this naming of two two main characters or no. But like, it's just saying, do you have two women with names? In if but is is the Bechdel test about do you remember them or no, do no, they no. have names? It's do they have names and do they talk to each other about ah, men? okay okay okay. And that's it. That's all you need in the. That's all you need for it to pass. And the the point is not like, okay, you pass it, then you're good. It's more of like, why are there so many films and movies oh, out there? I got a cramp. <laughs> I was sitting wrongly. Yeah, keep on talking. I don't think I can talk with. Do you want to sit up? Uh, 
Oh, that's better. I got a cram. You want to sit up properly? Yeah, yeah, no, it's, it's okay. I don't. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I got a cram. Just, just, just sitting on just the sit floor. on the just sit on the chair for a bit. So basically, Tobias just sat on his knees the entire time, and now he's cramping. He's uh, wincing in pain at the moment, <laughs> and, and I'm just, you know, trying not to fall asleep. Oh yeah, that's better. Okay. Yeah, it's, it's Do you want to sit on a pillow or something? No, it's okay. You said you wanted to be a short podcast today, didn't you? Yep. <laughs> Your face. No, after okay. the cramp, my, my motivation is also gone. So guys, we have to do another one with the Bechtel test. Maybe we do some more background check and keep, keep our thoughts a bit on that. All right. I'll talk to you guys next time. Okay, see you guys. Bye-bye. Bye. -bye. Bye.